find your spot, put it in park. Here we go. It's the Free Parking Podcast, presented by Office Jockeys, racing to the weekend. What's up, everybody? Deaver here, and I am so disgusted to announce that I am alongside, uh, it really hurts to say this, my co-host, uh, should I even say his name this week? Bush. You got another thing coming, man. You're, you know, you're a big talker, you know that? You're a big old talker. Hey, man, when you can back up the talk, it comes really, really easy. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit later, my, my discuss with you. Um, we're also alongside our producer, Jim. Uh, hey, everyone. How we doing? I'm playing the uh, peacekeeper role for this episode. I'm going to try and keep everything uh, nice and civil, but that's probably not going to happen. So uh, we'll see how it goes. Not going to happen. You know what? Since you, think I'm, since you think I'm a talker, dude, why don't, why don't you lead off? Tell the people why I'm so frustrated at you for the next seven days. All right, everybody. So... Uh, for those of you who follow us on Instagram, you know that uh, we're pretty serious about fantasy football. Me in particular, I take it very seriously. Um, unfortunately, I'm having a down year. Um, I'm still a platinum ranking on Yahoo football. football. <laughs> for those of you who are aware of what that means, it means that you have yeah, a yeah, very cut, cut good to the chase. Cut, percentage. Cut, cut, cut to the chase. <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah, he's he, he's scared. He doesn't want me to say the statistics. He's scared. So, um, I know for those of you who are for those of you who are numbers people, we'll put it into perspective here. Deaver is five and two in fantasy, and it's the best he's ever done in any fantasy league. <laughs> and I'm currently three and four, which is the worst I've ever been in any fantasy league. But on one hand, here here's the kicker: I am in seventh place and update upset piper who is in second place and i also just happened to score the most fantasy points last week out of the entire league um granted i, I, I couldn't even i couldn't even listen i couldn't even i just heard numbers and floating around and it was almost such excuses all that was excuses you scored the, the man talk in one week you no no i'm gonna i'm gonna interject here i'm gonna right. interject because the people need to know what what the real story is behind this league need to interject you scored the most points last week but season total wise, you have the least amount of points in our eight team fantasy football league. Least amount of points. Your yeah. boy over here has the second most points scored all season long, as well as the first most points scored against him, even with a five and two record. That means I've been getting everybody's best week against me, and I'm still better than the best weeks. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt you're having a pretty good fantasy year but you know even a blind squirrel finds a nut every now and again so um you know it, it really comes down to statistics here in the numbers you look at it um i mean for those of you who also are uh, didn't know deaver and jim jim also the the so-called peacekeeper vetoed a trade that i was trying to pursue this week which is absolute bs of course they, they no, don't either of them so want me to win warranted. it is so warranted so so listen to this we start this beef last night Really, because the, the week turns over. I won again. The Patriots' defense is disgusting. They were a part of my um, come-from-behind victory. So the beef starts last night. We turn into to week eight after the Patriots just wallop up on the Jets. Uh, Shout-out Patriots' defense, who gave me a victory last night, come-from-behind. They had, like, four interceptions, two fumbles. Not a big deal that I picked them. Um, beef starts last night. I shout-out at Bush that I am so excited to play his sorry team this week. And all of a sudden, the we get a notification 
that a, that a trade has been requested, and I just smell, I just smell bullshit the entire way, dude. You had something inside going with No Brainer Wagers team. You definitely no, did. I Jim did not. Smelled it too. Jim smelled it too, for all the way from his house. The trade was Justin would acquire Allen Robinson the second, and No Brainer Wagers would acquire Sterling Shepard from Justin's team. Allen Robinson's like a consistent 25-point scorer in our league, whatever kind of jacked-up points you set it up as. He's a consistent 25-point scorer in our league. Sterling Shepard ha- is playing with a rookie quarterback at the Giants, an abysmal team that is not playing for anything. And you're doing this on the dawn, on the eve, sorry, on the eve of our matchup. Uh, insert you Donald Trump. You throw him? No, I didn't throw him anything. Insert uh, Donald Trump wrong meme. Uh, here, because this is actually what um, Robinson the second has been putting up. Give me one second here. In his game log, he is 17, 8, 12, 14, 28, 24. Those are pretty average numbers for a wide receiver in this fantasy league. You look at Sterling Shepard, he's put up 27, 16, 9, and 10. Dude, the averages are virtually zero, the same. zero, zero. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, dude. Not to, to mention, not to mention, not to mention, not to mention. Yes. Yeah, Shepard is questionable this week with a concussion, which could leave him out who knows how long. Listen to this season rankings. Season rankings at the wide receiver position Robinson, 60th. Sterling Shepard, 142nd in his position. 142nd. That is not even close. It's not even close, dude. Vetoed. Vetoed. It stinks. Get it no, out of here. No, getting the, this week. Dude. With the team you have and the team you drafted, I drafted A+. What did you draft? I had the second-ranked draft behind you in our fantasy league. You can look at our behind Instagram you. story. Behind you. I love that. That just sounds so nice. Yeah, yeah. We'll see, man. That's, I mean, That's where you're going to finish up in the standings. Look, I'm uh, all I'm gonna say is just look at the statistics. Look at my platinum ranking in fantasy football, thirty-eight and seventeen over since twenty seventeen. It's just impressive, yeah, dude. Well, not this year. Not this year. Yeah, it's Patriots all right. It's gonna have like twelve interceptions this week. I'll be fine. Anyway, it kind of hurts to say it, guys. It kind of hurts to say it. I think I kind of like them. I think I kind of like them. Dude, Dude I think I kind of like them. I, no, no, no. They're not my team. They're not my team. I'm just saying I think it's kind of like the Jordan-LeBron debate, and I think it's like I want to be alive for the best dynasty in all of football all time. And I, I and, and and we're watching it. We're watching it week in, week out. This defense, dude, there was a stat last night that ESPN put up. They have the best point differential through this far in the season since ni- since a team in 1920. They're like wow. plus 175. They're like plus 175 points scored, and that hasn't been done since the 1920s, dude. They were actually playing with a pig skin before back then. Wait, 1920? This is the 100th year of the NFL, so that's like 99 years ago. It's like before It's it's like before the dawn of time. There were dinosaurs walking around. Bill Belichick was like 13 years old, dude. It was mm. – the Patriots <laughs> are putting up ridiculous numbers. Uh, Tom Brady – everybody's you know we talked about before with Hammonds I think the dinks and dumps and he's a magician he's a doctor back there performing surgery this team before this I think was even last week last podcast we talked about how this league's wide open I don't know man I don't think the league's wide open nobody else is really stepping up in the AFC and the Patriots are walking their way into a Super Bowl their their schedule their schedule one of the reasons I picked up their defense I've talked about it before their schedule here on out is 
poor, dude. It is absolutely poor. And I don't see, I, I really do see a, a possible future where they go undefeated or very close to. Dude, I could picture this happening. Uh, I believe it was the 08 season. Could be wrong about this, but when the Giants upset them when they went undefeated the whole season, dude, picture the picture the uh, 49ers doing that to them. Dude, Jimmy Garoppolo doing it to Tom Brady and Belichick too. That would be insanity. The storylines would be ridiculous. The storylines yes. would be ridiculous if that if that was hap- if that happened. Um, yeah, here here on out, the only games I really see them having trouble with the Ravens, the Eagles. Um, the Cowboys, you know, if what Cowboys team shows up, what Eagles team shows up too. Um, Texans, no. Chiefs, they might have trouble with the Chiefs, right? That's going to be a big one. Um, where is that game? It is in Foxborough. Probably not a big, uh, big trouble there. The problem with the Pats, or I guess the good thing for their team, they have eight wins on their record in August. Eight wins on their record in August because that division is so ungodly bad. Every single year, year in and year out, they can beat every single one of those teams handedly. And they may lose one or two. They may lose in Miami. They may lose one in Buffalo. Probably not in New York. But this team starts off 8-0 every year and that much more ahead. than They could lose every non-divisional game and make the playoffs. And make noise in the playoffs. And make noise in the playoffs. Yes. Exactly. And... and if you can't beat them, dude, if you can't beat them, which nobody can, nobody has been for the past several, except for the Eagles, except for the Eagles, except for the birds. I, I don't see how you don't, you have to like it, dude. I, I can't be miserable watching football every Sunday, just rooting against the Patriots. Like Tom Brady, Michigan guy. I don't know. I think I kind of like it. Yeah, no, I, to- I totally agree with you, man. We're both on record. You're on record saying how much you love the Pats defense. I'm on record expressing that I was a Patriots fan, still am. Um, and yeah, I, 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 I love, dude, I love Belichick and Brady, man. They're a dynasty. They're somebody we're going to look back in 40 years and be like, yeah, we got to watch that dynasty play. Um, and that's what I love. The last thought I'm going to have on this is last night, uh, not only did they show a qu- quick little clip of Belichick smiling for once, but they showed a clip during the broadcast of him with the defense and, and he's kind of taking control of the defense, calling the shots there. Um, but they were up, I think 26 and nothing. And he pulled his team into a huddle and he, he was, you know, not yelling at them, but he was firing them up, calling out the next, the next series, what their goal was foot on the gas, the entire times foot on the, you know, foot on the throat of the jets and just determination nonstop. They were up 26, nothing. And he fired his team up and, and his team, the way they broke that huddle, you could see that they, trusted and were so behind his message and that i mean for a total vibes guy like that is just awesome like what a leader i i guess bill belichick is and you know you see if, if you're not in you're out and all these guys right now which is probably one of the eagles struggles they're not all in these guys are all in and i i don't see it, it's they're they're a train and i don't know what stops it Agreed. And speaking of what you just said, it's a perfect segue into this abysmal performance from the Eagles in this Cowboys game, dude. The Nelson Aguilar, man, uh, Aguilar, whatever his name is, I don't even care at this point. He's a puppy, dude. He's an absolute puppy. <laughs> um, it's the only kitty way cat. to put it. Yeah, he's, he's a damn kitty cat right now. Um, there was one pass. I don't know if you guys saw the highlights. I'm sure you they have. Had to have. They had. Yeah. To have. 
Yeah, um, but I mean, he literally expressed before the game, if you're not all in, you're out, you know, et cetera. Um, and sure enough, doesn't lay out for a ball that he really didn't even have to lay out for. And it, I mean, it was just abysmal. Um, I want Dude, him the out. Highlight, the, the, the highlight of that, there was the one angle that you saw, uh, I guess it was like from the quarterback's eye or from like, you know, the, the Eagles offense shooting in where you saw that. Did you see the opposite angle? from the end zone going like it was like the coach's film going the other way it looks even closer it looks even worse oh my god i'm gonna pull it up and watch it right now but i saw ham sent that earlier and i and i didn't get hammered to it yeah yeah i gotta i gotta watch that right now but dude the the eagles man once i I said this on sunday they're not their season's not done yet they still have an opportunity um but I mean, dude, they're opposite of the Patriots schedule wise. They still have the Bills, they have the Pats, they have, you know, they have Bears, the Seahawks. Bears, Seahawks, um, and it's not Giants. Cowboys not again. Good. The Giants. And the Giants might and make the noise. Giants. They might make noise with the Eagles. Yes, correct. Yeah. I can't believe I bet on the Giants this weekend. I had the uh, what I thought was the perfect parlay. The Rams minus three. I talked about it. If you watch the tailgate on Sunday, our Instagram live show, me and Ham. The Rams minus three was stealing candy from babies. I, I don't I don't get why Vegas put that line up. Did you did you see that? It was Rams minus three. I should have screamed it off the rooftop so everybody became rich. It was Rams minus three against the Falcons. And the Falcons are just abysmal. I know the Rams deep down are a better team than that. And I mean, minus three. I mean, come on. They could have beat him by four. Like they didn't need to stop him like they did um, or they didn't need to shake him like a rag doll like uh who's that the aaron donald do you see him pick up uh freeman you didn't see that play i did not mm-hmm. see that play Dude, he they got no they got no little scuffle i don't know if freeman threw the first punch but aaron donald grabbed him by the jersey and picked him up like a little boy and walked him back like ready to just pile him into the ground yeah it was it was good stuff he, dude, he's scary aaron donald is not the guy you want to mess with dude he's the kind no. of guy you're like thank god he's on my team uh, I mean, that's exactly who that kind of guy is, man. It's craziness. They, um, I mean, I know we're we're a young and growing podcast, so I try to learn a lot. One I admire is part of my take, and today on part of my take, uh, they were talking about Aaron Donald is on the short list of guys you you do not you do not I don't care how big you are want to fight in the NFL. And their list was hilarious. It was like Aaron Donald, uh, Lane Johnson, uh, Richie Incognito. Uh, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of another one or two. Just, just absolute massive humans, and I don't know why a running back would would go up for that. Number seventy-seven on the Dallas Cowboys. Yes, yes, Tavon, Tavon or Trayvon Smith, number yeah. seventy-seven, the left tackle on the Dallas Cowboys. My, before the week started, I thought the Eagles really had a chance if him and Amari Cooper didn't play. Heard the rumors that Cooper was coming in. Wasn't sure about Smith. Once Smith got cleared to play, I've watched him closely this season. He is top three, if not one of the best left tackles, offensive tackles in the game. The guy, we got to throw a picture up. We got to throw a picture up with this of of how nasty he is. If you wear if you wear a, a neck roll, if you wear a collar, you know you're badass. And this yeah. guy is just a not the not the only cowboy to wear the collar either. I think Vander Ash rocks the rocks the collar. Yes. Dude, they're yes. a nice looking defense, man. Yeah, I mean, especially when the Eagles make them look like a mean-looking defense. Yeah. Oh God, dude, don't even, man. I'm gonna lose more sleep again tonight over it. It's goddamn sin, man. Monday was probably the worst day in a long time. 
Dude, you said we didn't hear from Bryce from the morning until 10 o'clock at night, and all you heard was he just text you and said, hi. <laughs> I left. We, Jimmy and I were at Bryce's house to watch the game. We left. Uh, we, you know, we had a good little night. We watched, uh, we watched Lion King to try to kind of cheer the, cheer the spirits after the Birds game. <laughs> Live action, of course, the new one. Fantastic. Phenomenal. Um, we went to bed. Didn't, you know, good night, Bryce. Have a good one. And the next morning... Jim, we what? We were like a live check, Bryce? Question mark. No response. Snapchats. No response. Nothing. Phone calls. Facetimes. Carrier pigeons. I mean, nothing. N- nothing. And all of a sudden, he sends hi at like eight thirty at night. I don't know. I don't know what he. I think he was just. I don't know. He's in bed all day. Hello, darkness, my old friend. I don't know what he was doing. Uh, yeah, I remember. I asked you. I said, "Is it because he's hungover or because of the Eagles?" And you were like. A thousand percent it's the Eagles, man. <laughs> a thousand percent. It was a combination of both. It was a combination of both. I, uh, I, I went into work on Monday and somebody asked, uh, how was your weekend? And I was like, your weekend would be a lot better if I told you to buy stock in Bud Light on Thursday. <laughs> yeah, it was a bad day to be a Bud Light. For sure. It was a bad, it was a bad Saturday and Sunday. Ooh, ooh, quick segue away from, uh, away from sports Saturday. Um, again, absolute horse. <laughs> that we didn't win the costume contest what is going on yeah man I, I saw that that was some bogus dude you got you guys had four four people that were in on one theme how do you not win and they were good costumes too they weren't like thrown together like so if you didn't see on our instagram we posted a picture of uh the crew um repping batman the joker Robin and Commissioner Gordon. And it all stems from Commissioner Jim Gordon. It's the guy's actual name in the movie, played by none other than Jim Gordon himself. What a fantastic idea. Jim Jim went all out for it too. Jim, you uh you had a nasty snash. People people were trying to figure out if it was fake or real, and that thing was real, dude. That caterpillar was oh. was awesome. I can't believe you shaved it already. Yeah, I had the whole facial hair growing for for a good amount of time. Most I've ever had and and it uh, hurt me to trim it up, but it, it made the costume that much better. And people were asking where I got the mustache from. I was like, <laughs> I grew it. Like, I got it my face. Why do you get rid of a mustache like that, man? Seriously. It I mean, was mean, man. I mean, it was like, mean, dude. You sent me you sent me a Snapchat or two the day after while you were at work. And I was like, you look I just kept looking at myself man. in the mirror, mirror and I'm just like, ah, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know if people like look at me in public if they don't know me. And they're just like, what and then like some people at work were going around like i don't know it was just it'll grow back it'll it'll grow back better than ever uh we got november coming up here uh take the whole month throw throw out everything everything and then december comes around and then we can uh we can see what happens with the experiment all right cool diva are you participating this year uh, we'll see Oh my god! I I grew it out. I, I I can't grow facial hair, dude. I'm 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 like a baby face. I grew uh I grew it out for like five days, and it's just so thin but long. I, I can't. I look like a mess. But you know what? Maybe we should do that. Should the whole should the whole FDP, crew grow it out? No shave November. Yeah, I think we ab- absolutely, dude. I, I mean, Steve's even if you can't grow it, you gotta just. I feel like you've never even really tried. You've always just resorted to I can't do. Probably it. Probably giving it like it maybe looks, a week and a half at the most. It gets so messy and like I just it doesn't look good. At, uh, you know what? I mean, we'll November's your only we'll, like you know acceptable month. Once we get to, to the, not once we get to November, once we get to November fifteenth though, you might you might see it leave. I might I might fall out short. Dude, you gotta let it ride, brother. 
it's no shave November. It's acceptable. It's it's a good excuse, like for work for anything. You're like, ah, it's no shave November. I'm I'm doing it yeah. for charity. I'm doing no shave November right. for charity, and then uh, and then they say, okay, you're good to go. True, true. It's not like I have like a job where I don't, I you know, I can't not shave. So, all right, all right, we'll do it. Do you do you promise? Do you promise you let it ride? Ooh, ooh, a podcast promise. Ooh, ooh the entire month. Podcast promises are that that's solemn. Like you do I mean, not break that. That's hundreds of people hearing this promise. So you better, you better, are you get you ready to make this commitment? Oh my god, I don't want to be a fraud, but uh, I feel like I'm on the spot here. Yeah, I got, I got to do it. Okay, he's in. Well done, sir. Oh Watch my that. god, well done. It's gonna podcast look so bad. Bro. But we'll be, a podcast about what we'll be finally able to see what it looks like when, uh, exactly. uh, dude. I feel like it's, I feel like it's if like, I don't know, Bigfoot or cousin. It started losing hair and he was like balding. I don't know. It's just so it's so spacey but long at the same time. Dude, I, dude, give it a nice hard we'll figure it out. The we'll figure, it out. And we'll figure it out. Absolutely. All right, cool. I'm looking forward to this. I'm excited. I've never seen you with facial hair ever, even if it was like a little bit. So this is gonna be exciting. We'll give it a shot. We'll give it a shot. All right. So end of October, beginning of November. And you know what that means? The best time of the year in sports, in my opinion, the sports equinox. And tonight, when we're recording this podcast, it officially starts with the beginning of the NBA season. And you know what else started tonight? The MLB season with the World Series Game 1. <laughs> we're excited to watch. <laughs> True, dude. True. Yo. Astros, uh, Nat. Speaking of which, the World Series uh, – the intern is going to the a World Series game, so uh, that's pretty sick. Bush, I thought he was on college credit. How much are we paying this kid that he's getting World Series tickets, dude? Yeah, yeah. Our uh, our bankroll is screaming for help with Tim going to Penn State, going to the World Series, going to uh, the NLCS. I mean, God, this kid's uh, this kid's really overstayed his welcome with his uh, with this internship. He's making more of. He's making more money than the rest of free parking podcasts combined, and and honestly, a dollar would do that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Honestly, honestly, a, a pat on the back would do that at this point. <laughs> <laughs> now that'll be awesome, though. We'll get some great content from intern uh, FFP intern Tim um, at the World Series. I was actually gonna be able to go if the Yanks got in. Unfortunately, obviously not. Um, but that's okay. That's okay. Dude, um, I forgot about that. I forgot that you. I mean, not that I, was, I, like, I forgot, but I was like, oh, like I wonder if he'll go if they go if the Yankees. Make no, it. no, I'm pretty sure I was on the list. Or I was, I was. If I was a reserve, I might have been a reserve, but like I was in the mix, dude. I went to the DS, the CS. Honestly, if they won that game in the CS, uh, I would be good luck at that point, right? One win a series, yeah. Like, yeah you'd have I, to. They go. had to bring me. They'd always, yeah. They had. It'd actually be tonight while we we're recording the podcast, True. but. Uh, yeah, not nah, that that that's okay though. That's okay. I got to wait. I got to, wait, wait, wait. You uh, did the Astros win the one game you went to? No, no. I could have sworn the Astros. Are you won sure? One. Oh yeah, yeah they did. Yeah they did. I was saying yeah. yeah. No, if I went two and zero. Oh. No, I was yeah. I was saying oh, if okay. I went, oh, oh, if oh, I went two and zero oh, and they won, I was a shoe in. They went one and one in the games that I was attend in attendance, and uh, obviously not uh, not the result the Yankees fans were looking for. So with the start of the NBA season tonight, uh, I'm, we're not going to go heavy into a preview just yet. Just yet. I think we're going to work on something special for an NBA preview um, with, with a special guest. But I do want to talk about, uh, we were chatting it up today, about Michael Jordan's comments about Steph Curry. Did you see that? I didn't, uh, dude. What is this? 
dude, what what do you do all day? You don't see you don't see anything. <laughs> dude, dude. Quit you your day job. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, MJ said that Steph Curry is not a Hall of Famer and he still needs to prove it. Actually, should we get the direct quote? Not a Hall of Famer. Not a Hall of Famer. Jim, can you pull a direct quote for that? Not a Hall of Famer. Now, on my way, on my way home, I, the, just an interesting team in general is the Golden State Warriors. And I think while Jim pulls that quote, I think this is their this is their down, this is their downtick. I really do. KD is gone. Klay Thompson is possibly out for the entire season. And Steph Curry, has to, he's going to have to put this team on his back. Uh, interesting point on uh, ESPN Radio on the way home. Um, Steph Curry has played almost 100 more games than the amount of seasons he's been in already, just because of the amount of playoff games and playoff series they've won. So I think he's already tired enough. Um, and to put the weight of this entire team on his back, I don't know if he has the stamina to do it. Um, going back to MJ's comments, I mean, statistics. he, uh, he, Jordan said on NBC's today on Monday, uh, that Curry is still a great player. He's not a hall of famer yet. Wait. Jordan said on NBC's today on Monday that Curry is still a great player. He's not a hall of famer yet though. He's just not. And that was pretty much all he said. And uh, all the other, um, I guess, analysts that he was with are calling him crazy and um, want to know how much tequila he's been drinking. Yeah, clearly he's been drinking a lot of tequila, man. Uh, Steph Curry in his career has 694 games played. He averages 23.5 points a game, 4.5 rebounds a game, and uh, 6.5 assists a game. Dude, the guy has steady stats. He's good. And in the most recent years, man, the guy is just an absolute three-point machine. That is a guy everybody wants on their team that when you need a shot made, the ball goes to his hands and it will be made. And uh, I, I couldn't think of another Hall of Famer. I mean, all right, let me rephrase. There's plenty of Hall of Famers out there that are like that. But right now, dude, I, there's nobody else I'd want the ball in their hands to take a shot at the last second of a game than Steph Curry from anywhere on the court. It could be the other three-point line anywhere on the court. Oh. How about Ben Simmons after that video that uh, that got posted earlier today? Maybe, mm, maybe two three point contest, possibly you. Yes, dude, absolutely. Uh, Michael Jordan, uh, because of these comments, is officially second to LeBron James. Uh, so uh, it goes <laughs> LeBron James, Michael Jordan, and then Steph Curry right behind uh, Michael. So um, all timers, uh, Michael Jordan just dug himself a hole there. Absolutely. Uh, Quick sub thought, and then let's roll back into MJ talk. Uh, I think I'm starting to laugh like Seth Rogen in my in my in my later years. You I really are. do, dude. If you go back and watch the uh, the the packy chip challenge that we did this weekend, and I just did it there, dude. I do this like uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Seth Rogen laugh, but just naturally. I don't know. Uh-huh. The water just pushes it around. I haven't been good since chip one, boys. I'm, Can you I'm stop hurt. drinking my beers? All <laughs> <laughs> <Well>, day. <laughs> Um, I gotta stop that. I gotta stop that. Or do I keep it? Do I keep it? It's a great laugh. 
He's famous. Dude, um, people you like sound him. like you sound like Seth Rogen, and I sound like a goddamn chipmunk. It's a sin, dude. It's a oh my sin. god! I just actually went back and watched that video of you doing the 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 golf bag. You unstrapping my golf bag? Yes, you just rip like a chipmunk. Nate, no, drop that in here. <laughs> Free parking's got some funky laughs. Anyway, sorry. Off topic. Back to the great one. I think it's a thing. If you are the best player in a league, you booze hard. If you're the best player of all time in a league, you booze hard. And that is my hot take that is is getting announced here first. Number 99 from, from the NHL. Wayne Gretzky, the true great one. Guy loves his Tito's. Little birdie told me, actually, I kind of hung out with him one time. Not really. Anyway, loves his Tito's. Loves his Tito's. MJ rips the tequila. And even Braun, with, with the argument, rips the wine. Feeds rips the wine, yep. Uh-huh. Rips the wine. I yeah. think they all have their drink, and they all go full throttle. Maybe it's because like that's just their mentality. Is like, if I do it, I'm going to do it the best to my ability, and, yeah. and I'm going to just drink heavily. <laughs> Dude, that's actually pretty crazy. I wonder what Steph's is, man. Steph's got to find his drink. You know who's got to find his drink? Tom Brady. Because right now all he's eating is trail mix and uh, coconut water. Tom Brady's drink is uh, is out of the fountain of youth, man. It's just pure water. It's just pure fountain mm. water. Fountain mm, youth I like water. that. Good yeah. one. Does it get him drunk, though? No. No, he doesn't need to get drunk, man. That guy's just high on life. He's just high on life, man. But all the other great ones do it. I mean, there's something to it. Yeah, yo, I saw actually recently a post that I don't know who the other athlete was, but Tom Brady wears his same shoulder pads that he's worn since his freshman year at Michigan. Saw that. Yeah, cannot remember who the other athlete was. It was a different. Crosby wears the same jock. That's nasty. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, something like that. Dude, is he is he actually? You know what, dude? I I mean, we're just going all over the place again here. But you bring up a point that I need to ask. I mean, Go ahead. with this, with all these great athletes we're talking about, Crosby. I hate talking about him on our podcast, but is he really? Forget about the numbers. The Noman numbers guy in fantasy, but is he actually one of the best we've ever seen? Yes. You're a hockey guy, so you guys would know yep. this. Yes. The guy the guy this year, he's without Genny Malkin and Nick Bugestad. I just talked about it on the podcast. Phil Kessel, or on my uh, NHL um, recap video, whatever you want to call it. Phil Kessel's gone to Arizona, and the guy is so damn good that I'm pretty sure he's just scoring on backhand goals this year. This guy can take a backhander, Bush, I swear, quicker than you can take a slap shot. Like, he is just so absolutely filthy. And that team, that, that's, a, that's a guy who could put his team on his back. Now... If you asked me, is he the best player right now? I would respectfully answer no. Actually, I would disrespectfully answer no. Connor <laughs> McDavid is. But is he one of the best all time? Yes. Yes, that guy is one of the best. He's not the best all time, and he's not the best right now, but he is one of the best players all time. Who? All right. So you say Connor McDavid's the best of our time, uh, of the current time right now. Um, when did Crosby lose the crown to McDavid, and was there anybody between Crosby and McDavid? Uh, nobody between uh, Jim, what would you say? Probably like last year, two years, like, the year after the Pens won the cup, right? Uh, I mean, I don't even, I don't know if McDavid's, uh, all around better. I don't know. I think Crosby, man, he oh. plays some crazy defense and he makes the assists. <laughs> McDavid yeah, is just Mc, a goal scorer. I mean, five I, points in the, it's true. 
all-around player, I think I still have to give it to Crosby. It ha- still, oh God, it, it makes me it makes me sick. But uh, I mean, he's just I don't know. He's just very. It's close. It's very close. But so um, kind of so, so who at the current moment in time NHL wise because I know you guys freaking love the NHL. Um, who is the best Western Conference? It's Connor McDavid, I think, is Western Conference. And then who's the best Eastern Conference? Would you say Crosby and McDavid are going head-to-head right now? Both you guys, Jim and D, is going uh, head-to-head? McDavid's Western Conference. And he's the best player in the Western Conference, you'd say, if not league? Correct. And Jim saying Crosby in the Eastern Conference is the best player, if not the league? Correct. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Very it's very, it's it's literally just <laughs> very close. They're I don't know, man. The way Connor McDavid, the way Connor McDavid, I, I don't know if Crosby's losing a step, but he he plays differently than McDavid. I think it's Crosby's hockey IQ that really makes him that good of a player. And not saying McDavid doesn't have it; his is also phenomenal. But the thing that stands out with one versus the other is Crosby's hockey IQ and almost kind of like Gretzky, knowing where the puck is going to be or knowing where that guy is going to be two, three sequences down the road, compared to McDavid who is just an absolute freak natural and probably works on it, but athlete. And the guy is the, he's the most explosive player in the NHL. I mean, if you saw that goal that he had against the Flyers last week, he went from, from blue line to, to the back of the net in seconds, had two defenders on their heels. He splits D guys all the time. I mean, watching him play as a, he's a human highlight reel. He's a human highlight reel. I'm not saying Sidney Crosby isn't, but Crosby plays better off the puck while McDavid, when he has the puck is, is must watch TV. So yes. while we're on while we're on hockey here, that's dude, that's actually pretty interesting for for me to hear as a as a non really you know guy who follows hockey religiously like YouTube. Um, but as we're on hockey here, Joel Farabee on his way to his first Flyers game last night uh, got the you know solo skate out before the whole team. I was sick. What'd you think of his performance? You know, you guys watch the whole game. Uh, I mean, solid all around. I think he uh, what he had like fourteen and a half minutes of ice time. He had like four shots. Um, he wasn't on the uh, score sheet. He didn't have any goals or assists, but I mean, he didn't do anything wrong. He, he looked like he was yeah. he was a little nervous, a little. But I mean, you know, he's what nineteen there, years there old. There was one time nineteen. I did see today. Today, he's the first Flyers player to play that has been born in the year two thousand. If that makes me feel old, wow. I don't know what will. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, um, go ahead. What were you going to say? <laughs> I was going to say, yes, Jim, I think he was playing a little nervous, which obviously I'd be shaking in my boots, too, for your first NHL game. There was one sequence where he definitely would pot this in the AHL or in college. He walked in pretty much not by himself, but he had a wide open shot in the slot. And I think he kind of hesitated for a pass. Yep, Did you see that? Yeah. Yes, dude. Pass. We're like, man, bud, you're you're good. You're good. And you're going to be good in this league. Rip that, please. Rip yeah. that right away. And yeah. score, please. Dude, he I remember he was going towards so where the camera is, he's going towards the top left of the ice. Yes. Cuts yep. back, cuts back Third super period. hard. And then he thought dude. and thought and thought and it's like, dude, once you cut back, man, like that <laughs> that's what and that's what ninety seven, that's what Mickey D's is doing up in Edmonton. I mean, you you rip that with that quick release like Austin Matthew. Um yeah, he's gonna be he's gonna be good though. Dude, I'm so upset that I can't bet on the NHL. I'm yeah. so upset. Last but last night. I had such an awesome call with the Flyers. I was on my home from work, and I got the the update of who was starting in net. The Flyers, I think, or NBC Sports. Somebody posted a picture of Brian Elliott versus what's this guy's first name? I still don't know. Dansk, 
Dansk was the he's the third yeah, string yeah. goal basically for the Vegas Golden Knights. Brian Elliott had a couple of good games. He had a great game the other night, but he's our backup goalie, and sometimes he, he he's a little leaky. Dansk, I mean, I don't know how long the guy's been in the league, or if he, he probably floats around teams. He's probably an AHL guy um, behind Mark Andre Fleury and, Pete, and uh, Malcolm Subban. I tell the boys the over under six and a half. This flyer seems explosive. This Vegas seems explosive. You need to bet the house on the over. I always I wanted to take the over at seven and a half. I wanted it at eight and a half. Um, eight total goals in the game. It was kind of sketchy at first, and then it was just an implosion of goals from the Flyers. Needed a little help from Vegas. Such a lock. It was such a lock. Yeah, that was actually really awesome, dude. I uh, I saw you say eight and a half, and uh, you know my my lips got uh, my chops got a little wet. I was licking them. Uh, it was it was nuts, man. You said eight and a half like it was no big deal, and I'm sitting there, and you're like, dude, third string goalie at Brian Elliott, you know, whatever. I was like, wow, that seems ripe for the pick. I've never, been, I've never been more sure of anything. I mean, eight and a half didn't hit. It, you know, it hit at eight goals. So if you yeah. pick seven and a half or six and a half, which was the, the split over under. But I've never been so sure of anything in my life. Like Russian roulette style, like I would I would sit down for this one because like the, I was so I was so ready for it. Um, yeah. Too bad my DraftKings account has four dollars and 13 cents in it anyway. So <laughs> yeah, man, that's, uh, you know. You know what? Actually, I was telling you this on Sunday. Uh, no brainer wagers having a year so far with the NHL. They posted something the other day. They're literally up like almost twenty grand just on the NHL season. Doesn't make uh, me feel any better, dude. Doesn't yeah. make me feel any better because I can't bet on it. <laughs> I know it's a sin, man. It's an absolute sin. Um, head over to Instagram, look up No Brainer Wagers, and send them a DM. You guys get discount sports betting packages. Um, through us, mention free parking, um, and tell them we sent you and, uh, and start winning some money with, uh, no brainers and free parking. All right. So while you guys, uh, follow your big four major sports, I'm over here liking lacrosse, liking golf, liking the non really mainstream, you know, things. Cornhole. So, yeah. Cornhole, uh, ESPN, ADO show, um, you know, the, the usual, the usual stuff for me. No hand ping pong. Yes. Yes. Uh, so anyway, basically what I want to get at is uh, we're heading over to the PGA here for a minute and we're going to talk about how Brooks Kepka calls out Rory McIlroy hard. So this is what he says verbatim. He says, I've been here for Brooks Kepka about Rory says I've been here for what? Five years. Rory hasn't won one major since I've been on the PGA tour. So I don't see anything between us as a rivalry. So basically, he calls he calls Rory oh, not man. as good as him. This is all implied. He calls him not as good as him. Basically, says he's overrated, um, irrelevant, irrelevant, dude. And the other thing too, they're both Nike athletes. So love how that. does that boast? Love, love that. Yeah. So how does that boast, dude? How does that boast to Nike? They're probably like, uh, they're hands. I, I love that. There's been there's been stuff about Kepka before uh, on the tour. I, you know, he I don't know if everybody loves him. Pr- probably they like him more than uh, what's that guy's name? What's the Chunky's guy's name? The one the Masters a couple years ago. Not Fat Shaman here. Uh, oh my God! Why Danny, am I blanking? Danny Willett, right? It's, it's fall. No, no, the guy from Georgia, Patrick Reed. Thank you, thank oh, you. Oh yeah. my God! Why did I blank on that? I don't think he's you know as hated as that guy, but. He, he's out there. He, he stated before, and I love this because I hate golf too. He's like, I hate golf. Like, I really hate golf. If I could have gone pro and made money anything, it would have been baseball. And he's just out there to catch to catch checks. 
That's all he's doing. And he's just, he doesn't practice. He shows up a couple minutes before his tee time. He doesn't hit balls when he's not in a tournament. He shows up, and he is one of the best. I mean, what, two-time U.S. Open champion, uh, Masters winner, right? No? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, he's got all the right in the world to say that to, to Roy McIlroy. Who, so, who, 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 who to me here is is he's the he's the um, wet noodle in this story. Yeah, without a doubt. And you know, Rory responded to the comments uh, in his very Northern Irishman uh, tone. Says uh, what Brooks said wasn't wrong. Uh, admitted the. So Rory responded to Brooks uh, with pretty. Passive comments said what Brooks said wasn't wrong. He's been the best player for a couple of years with four majors. I don't think he had to remind me I hadn't won in a while, but you know, it is what it is. So it seems like Rory didn't really take that much offense to it. Um, but at the end of the day, this guy's a wet noodle, man. I think golf fans have every reason to, or at least young, young American golf fans like our, our demographic have no reason to dislike Brooks Kepka. The dude's American. The dude's absolutely ripped. The dude knows he's good and is disgusting. He slams Mick Ultras and got a goes very out there, attractive girlfriend. Has a very attractive girlfriend who kind of likes Tiger, but that's okay. That's, that's a topic okay. for another time. <laughs> that's a topic for another time. But he goes out there week in and week out and uh, and just dominates. So I don't know what's not to like. Uh, go back to Northern Ireland and uh, don't win any majors. That's gonna be bad if I work for the tour someday. We gotta, we might have to watch this. <laughs> yeah, be careful with that. I might run for office one day. Um, so, <laughs> so let's uh, do that. Yeah. So just to cap off this golf talk here, uh, a recent video I saw was with all of the tailor-made sponsored athletes. It was Dustin Johnson, Tiger Woods, Jason Day, um, the uh, Rory McIlroy. I mean, Kepka play, I think he plays tailor-made. Most of the Nike guys, since Nike dropped equipment, they all play yes. tailor-made, even if you're a Nike guy. Not Most, all of them. Not all of them. Kepka sorry, was not sorry. in the video. Yeah, not a, no, no, okay. you're absolutely right for the majority, but not all. Um, I'm not sure what Kepka plays, but he wasn't in the video, and it was John Rahm. John Rahm was the other mm, guy as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, dude, it was the coolest video. I'll send it to you guys. Um, maybe I already did, actually, but Tiger's giving these major pros like these guys who have outstanding records on the tour chipping lessons and it's the coolest video you've ever seen really uh yeah and then you can tell in the video that rory mcelroy is just a total noodle dude he just picks up the wedge and he starts chipping and everyone's like dude this is tiger's video like get back and watch the the legend do his thing like dustin johnson not one word john rom said a few jason day um he actually had a lot to say um but that's an aussie man aussies will do that but uh yeah it's nuts dude throughout all of that right there all i was thinking about was tiger woods why didn't we think about tiger woods when we were talking about the greatest of all time boozing oh my god you're right Oh, why did we miss him? Why right. did we miss him? Dude, the he guy might be the, the leader one. in the clubhouse. <laughs> he yep. might be the leader in the clubhouse based on all the Deweys that guy's got in like, the last oh, one. Could you imagine a night out with those guys? It's not like, hey, man, bring anybody from history, like three people. I don't think you'll see the morning. I want to I wanna go out, not have a dinner with those guys, but I want to go out with those guys and have a beer or, or 2,500. Yeah, give me, your, give me your top three athletes you want to go out with this Friday night of all time. Of all time, all time, 
I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go currently. Yeah, wait. Go? go. Go. Since we've been born. Since we've been born. Our time. <sighs> That's a lot, man. Um, shrink it. Shrink it. Give All me. Right. Give, give uh, me current. Last ten years. Last five years. See, but then it's then it's too big. I need like right now. Like my mine right now. I think even after this conversation, it's like, it's like, I know he's top of mind right now, but like Brooks Cap can probably throw some back. And I know that we both like Mick. Travis Konechny is probably a bro out there. I don't think anybody's going home alone that night. Um, and, and then uh, what's the one more? Um, we think of a different sport. Juju Smith-Schuster. <laughs> Two of them from my favorite teams, but that is a it's a Motley Crew. I don't know if it all fits, but I've just seen them all. Their personalities kind of show, and I think I'd vibe with them. And I think they also like to have a good time. So those are my three current athletes that I would like to go out with on Friday night. So I've actually uh, had this in my head for a long time as to who I'd want to go out with this Friday night. Um, ready? I got Joel Embiid, Rob Gronkowski, and Fletcher Cox. And we're going to have the best night I've ever had in my life this Friday night with those three guys. Gronk was a good one. Gronk, maybe sub out Gronk for, for Kepka in mind, just because Kepka makes him a little more quiet. Gronk is in. Fletcher Cox. Um, I've, I've actually, actually, to, to back this one up, I've actually gone out with him. So I do know that he's a phenomenal time. Um, when I used to work for the Birds, we'd go to Chickies and Pete's after the games, and we'd be drinking right next to each other at the bar um, right VIP right so you didn't go FBI. you didn't go out with him you you were at a place out with him <laughs> conversing and drinking with him we didn't go out together in the same did, vehicle did we he, the same he text did he text you and say hey bush i'll see you later at chickies he did not but he <laughs> he knew i would be there i knew he was <laughs> there <laughs> he, has, he has no idea no, he's probably boy. he's probably sitting there drinking his drink and he's just like who the, hell, who the fuck is this guy sitting next to me? Yeah, uh, matter of fact, uh, him and Brandon Graham are actually pretty insane uh, after those games, win or lose, dude. It's like they never even like cared that they just lost a game, and that's no joke. I see it, it with shows. my own eyes, and it shows, and it shows, dude. I, I can only imagine after that Cowboys game, they probably went out in Dallas and had a great time. So, um, no matter what they say in the media, I've seen them after losses, I've seen them after wins, and. Nothing really changes. It really is just a business. Now you're never going to be friends with them. Are you the Are you the non anonymous source that's inside the locker room? Or is that Is that you? They're I, never hanging out with you now, man. You're 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 ratting them out. You're a narc. Uh, this just in: uh, the bushwhacker of Shimong, New Jersey, is the anonymous source that has called out Carson Wentz in the locker room. So, so now uh, the non the now the non anonymous source of the Eagles locker room has ousted. Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham and Dougie P is going to sit them next week. Mm-hmm. Is that what I'm hearing here? Yes. Yes. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Uh, all right. Uh, we're going to start out with Alex Ovechkin. Yes. Alex Ovechkin. Thank you. That guy, uh, that guy can uh, party. Can you keep uh, up? Can you keep up? Uh, oh, God. Probably not. But I mean, it'll like, still be a fun night like out. Vodka. Number you two. Like, you, you, you. <laughs> Number two. John Daly. Oh my that god! That gonna count? John Dude, Daly. that's so good. Okay. That's so All good. Right. And then, um, uh, current, current John Daly or like 
10 years ago, 15 years ago, John. Oh, Yale. no, no. You Cur- we're, we're current. Yeah, we're current. current. Yeah, current John. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, Patrick Kane? You think he would be a. Hurt? I don't know about current. No, he no, he gets into trouble, dude. Remember, he had that incident in Buffalo. You got to stay away from that stuff, especially if you're on the free parking team. It'd be an interesting Friday night. <laughs> be a good story for the Jeez. podcast. So we got the the not a not a source coming out. We have Jimmy wanting to commit a crime. All right, all right. <laughs> ah, ah, ah. There's been much revealed. You got you, episode nine. You got another one. Go go a different sport. Go. Uh, what, what do you got? You got golf. You have. Uh, you have golf and hockey. Give me, give me, uh, give me a football guy. Uh, I mean, I'd say Johnny Manziel, but I feel like he's in the same category as Patrick Kane. Then no, no. Are you kidding no, me? That's a good one. Yes, no, that's a good he, one. No, he absolutely. Yeah, yeah that's isn't a that's a great category. one. No, 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 no. It's a different category. I mean, Johnny just different gets lost category. in the sauce. He doesn't. Johnny, Johnny gets he's lost in the sauce. He doesn't like harm other people. <laughs> right he's <laughs> ruined he's ruined not only his life but like his family's life because of all jr smith jr smith jr smith yeah yeah that'll be a good one i don't know I yeah don't... Uh, so what's your final three jim you got john daly ovechkin and jr smith <laughs> what a motley crew that is! What a motley. We have the Russian, we have the the, the drunk, sick smoking ex golfer that, that rides around on a cart uh, during pre- pro tour events, and um, J.R. Smith. How about the? You might as well say, um, "Oh my God, what's the guy's name?" Who's the guy that goes to North Korea? Dennis Rodman. <laughs> Dennis Rodman. <laughs> yeah, I put I put uh, basketball fans might hate this. I put J.R. Smith. He's He's like a Dennis Rodman Jr. Yeah, he yeah. is. He's the buzzer beater holder, dude. That's that guy's nickname. All right, boys. So for this week for uh, Shit You Don't Say, um, I have one that actually came from uh, a teacher that I went to today. Uh, so through work, a uh, little backstory here, through work, uh, we have access to take free higher education certification courses. They're eight I'm... and a What's that? Nothing. Oh, so they're uh, they're eight and a half hour courses where you get there, you know, real early in the morning. You don't get out till five. Um, you get a couple right. breaks here and there. And um, what are you saying? Nothing. And pretty much, uh, what are you saying? Nothing. You're Keep bumping. going. All right, all right. Loser, loser. Keep and, going. So anyway. Um, I'm sitting in the class, right? It's it. The class today was called Mastering Leadership. So it was all about managing and leading um, employees that you have under you. Um, and as a, yeah, I heard that one that time. Yeah, asshole. Um, anyway, so while I'm in the class, I, you know, the, the teacher has all these different acronyms for like all these different kind of leadership styles. The one was DISC, right? So there was like dominant uh, and then there was like steady and uh you know compliant and all this different stuff that was really stupid just jargon yeah yeah yeah. anyway um i pretty much uh so she's we're doing our numbers and everything ranking where we fall on the on this quadrant chart and there was an australian girl in the class like full australian accent and she she raises her put it this way she didn't know what a penny was 
that's how Australian she was. Like she didn't know what a penny, like the currency that we use was. Out there that's probably like a wild animal that could kill her or something. Yeah, for real. No joke. I right, watch for those pe- oh, I can't even do an accent. Continue. Watch for oh, those no. pennies, mate. <laughs> no. 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 That, that ain't it. That ain't it. <laughs> that was British. That was British. Yeah, yeah that Down under. Yeah, that's it. Down under. Down under. Right. <laughs> mate, got some got croggy and some pennies. Anyway, continue. Sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry. Yeah, here we go. So so disc right d-i-s-c was disc so this australian raises her hand says uh yeah you know what happens if i'm a d-i-c and the teacher <laughs> the teacher looks at the whole class the teacher's probably like 30 35 years old and just starts cracking up and she goes <laughs> dick <laughs> the and the Australian was like the Australian girl, like probably like upper twenties, was like, "What? What's so funny? What did I do?" Like, <laughs> like and, and, and no, it's just I, like, "Sorry, continue, please continue." Yeah, yeah. Wait, sorry, did sorry. she have did she have no idea what it meant? No, like I mean, she probably did, but like she didn't think of it. And then yeah, uh, she was actually like really trying to learn and like study yes. this class. And she's like, "What if I'm not so good at the S word? Like, what if I'm not so good at you know?" Yes. yes. Well, that just makes you a dick. Right. Right. But it doesn't stop there. Shortly after, she still didn't really catch the hint that everybody was laughing at the fact that she just spelled out "dick," and then the teacher laughed in front of the whole class. She raises her hand and she goes, "Ah, oh, um, excuse me, Miss So and So. Um, I reevaluated my number. Wait, let me start over. Excuse me, Miss So and So. I reevaluated my num me numbers, and uh, I came up with uh, that I am massive on the D." <laughs> and then there was, there was there was contractors there, like old men, and they were just like, "Oh God." Like, oh, up, dude. And the teacher just starts cracking up again, like it was no big deal. And, and the Aussie is like, "Whoa, I, I don't get it. I, I don't understand." Yeah. What you I'm keep doing. laughing at my questions. <laughs> it was unreal, man. Like in a professional setting, and we were just laughing about massive D and DIC. Like it was no big deal. Like, what if she got so frustrated? She like got up and stormed out, and they were like, "All right, see you later, Dick." <laughs> I'll see you down under. <laughs> Unbelievable, dude. Unbelievable. Oh my god, that's 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 pretty good, especially like you said in the like in a professional like classroom setting. It's not even like college, right? It's not a freshman college course. Like you're taking actual press professional what do we would call them? professional advancing courses, and uh, and we're getting the DIC thrown around. That's that's good, man. Yeah, it, it was funny too because in my head, um, I'm a big guy who quotes movies, uh, as you guys know. And the movie in the movie Dodgeball, when um, White Goodman is, is standing outside his house, yeah, and he's standing there and he goes, "Nobody messes with White Goodman. Nobody messes with W H I T E." And then he like slams the door shut. Oh man, we've actually, we've actually been throwing around that meme a lot lately too, where he's fat as hell sitting on the couch and he's like, "What's he say? Uh, spare me, spare, spare me." <laughs> yeah, dude, it's uh, so funny, dude, so funny. So, well, everybody, thank you for chiming in for episode nineteen. Hope you had a good time. Um, once again, all over the place as a pod, but it's the entertainment that uh, that you guys need. So, Dave's. Appreciate it as always, brother Jim. As always, um, lasting thoughts from me. I don't know, man. I love it. I absolutely love it. 
Dude, we're almost we're almost on twenty episodes. We're on we're on the eve of our twentieth episode. We have upwards of four hundred and twenty five followers on Instagram, which is becoming our main platform for some, for some great content. We have an awesome crew assembled, and I said this to Justin the other day. The plane has left the gate and is taxiing on the runway. We're about to take off, and I am just so thrilled every week that we record this podcast or do something with the boys, post something on Instagram. It is like I like we're I don't know about to win the Super Bowl or something. I don't know. It's just awesome. We can cut this if we want, but love you guys, love the fans, and uh, tune in next week for episode twenty. <laughs> I put the new 4Gs on the G I tap into the bloody bottoms is underneath Cause all my niggas got it out the streets I keep a hundred racks inside my jeans I remember hitting them all with a whole team Now a nigga can't ask a call cause I'm balling I was waking up getting racks in the morning I was broke, now I'm rich, these niggas salty All this designer on my body got me drip, drip and Straight up by the objects, I'm a big crip If I got up on a lean, I'm a sip, sip I run the racks up with my queen like